is Aaron Prince Staley, and you're listening to the Podcast Preview, where I tell you about a podcast that I think you'll like. Today I'm going to tell you about Who Charted. I'll introduce you to Kulap Vilaisak and Howard Kramer, the hosts of Who Charted, both of whom are incredible comedians. And I'll tell you about their relationship, one of the most interesting friendships you'll hear on a podcast. Later, I'll show you the show's pop culture chart-based structure, and why the charts they cover are only the beginning of what their show is about. So what is Who Charted? It's a weekly, hour-long comedy chat show from Earwolf Studios, one of the biggest comedy podcast networks. Most of the podcasts that I listen to are from Earwolf. There's a lot of really good shows out of the Earwolf Studios. Comedy Bang Bang is sort of the flagship show from Scott Ackerman, who is Kulafi Lysak's husband. Uh, and there's a lot of other comedy material that comes out of there. Tons and tons of stuff to listen to. But the Who Charted show is a little bit different. It covers comedy in a lot of the ways that a lot of the other shows do with comedy guests, but it also features music and TV shows and video games from pop culture outside of comedy. It's really interesting to get Kulop and Howard's perspective on media that's outside of the normal comedy stuff that all these other podcasts cover. It's really fun. I'll let Kulop and Howard introduce themselves to you. This is the beginning of the first episode of Who Charted in 2016, starting with their theme song, one of many tunes written by Howard Kramer, along with Who Charted's producer and unofficial third host, Brett Morris. Together, they make a lot of the music for the show, along with music that Howard releases in his comedy by himself, without Kulop and the Who Charted name along with it. A lot of that is summer-themed, some of it is comedy hip-hop. Episode 267 of Who Charted, where we discuss the charts in pop culture, and I cannot get through it. Oh, because we're back to going. I haven't yet gotten through it without laughing. We discuss the charts in pop culture, and we get to know our guests. It is the middle of January. Jean Vier, I'm your cuckoo, Kulap. We lie sock, and he is your wee-wee, Howard Kramer. Hello, Kulap. Hello, Howard. I, I must comment on the podcast, the pod cuddle, how vibrant you look. That's how right. How weatherproof you are. Is that a compliment, or yes. are you just... Okay. It is. You look fantastic. Not only are you wearing a Adidas uh, windbreaker that is a neon orange, uh, see-through on the torso, but inside you're wearing a, a very bright plaid as well. That's right. I put on some orange because it's a dreary, rainy day out there, mm -hmm. which I don't know how people in other cities survive it. If you're going through some weather stuff right now, hey, uh, stay strong. This type of weather always makes me contemplate my Courtney Love position. What is it? Huh? I go, w did she kill Kurt or was it the rain? <laughs> Maybe, or was it both? The show is structured like this. Howard and Kulop review the top charts of music, movies, and video games, or sometimes a different chart, with a guest, which is usually somebody interesting from the Los Angeles comedy scene. This is really cool if you're into comedy and want to learn more about what comedians uh, you know, are like when they're hanging out, but it's also cool if you just want to listen to somebody be funny on a podcast. It's always really entertaining. Together, they listen and comment objectively on whatever their chart is about. 
They'll tell you honestly when they don't like what they're hearing, which is kind of interesting, listening to them take down some of the really popular stuff that they're reviewing. Sometimes they'll hype it up, though, which I'm never really sure when they're going to like or when they're not going to like what they're talking about. The guest usually sits in for part of the show, but not all of it. They discuss the charts that they're covering and also whatever's going on with the guest. A lot of times it's some sort of project that they're hyping up for uh, to get more people to know about it. More than all of that, though, it's a show about Howard and Kulop and their friendship with each other and a lot of the guests that they have on. Sometimes you feel like you're invited in to a little hangout with the people in the show. So who's Howard Kramer? He's a many-faceted person. He's a comedian. He first came to prominence in MTV's Austin Stories uh, sitcom, which was the first sitcom that MTV put out. They went for like 10 or 15 episodes, and that's it. He also had some success uh, releasing comedy hip-hop music as Dragon Boy Suede. That was his hip-hop name. Uh, It's all very, very good musically compared to a lot of comedy music, even if some of the material he covers is uh, offensive in today's climate. Howard has a very unique comedy language. When Howard is stretching a tight muscle, he's busting clench. He doesn't have ex-girlfriends. He has former regimes. You never hear about a current regime, though. Howard is really private about his personal life. That's a lot of what's fun to listen to on the show. Kulap is very curious about what's going on in Howard's life, and Howard will not tell her or you. Howard also loves summer. Not summer, but summer. It's the concept that summer, or summer, is the most exciting season of the year, and that you should treat the rest of the year like it's always summer. His philosophy comes out in a lot of what he talks about on the show. Recently, he's been on a roll comparing the ocean with space, and he's got a very strong opinion about which one's better. Here's the thing. Most people's relationship to the ocean Mm -hmm. is they eat fish out of it, and they send garbage into it. I mean, seriously. That's rough, tough stuff. Like, even for me. I go swimming in the ocean, say, more than most because I live in California and I love summer. But still, I'm not in there every day. Mm-mm. Most people's relationship is they get the fish out of there and they put the garbage in. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do with space, even if they find aliens and life up there? What do you think? Like, what are you going to do? All of a sudden, you're going to be an ambassador and you're going to want to be educated about them? We already... God. <laughs> All right, let me put it this way. What? <laughs> For instance, dolphins give each other names, okay? That should be on the front page of the New York Times. I shouldn't find that off of Uberfax on Twitter. Like, what if they find the aliens... Why would you think we're going to do anything but either try to kill them and eat them or make them work or something? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what what I'm trying to say is we have an alien world already. What do we do with it? We just eat the things and put garbage into it. That's Yeah, that's... So what is... It's like, say, it's like if you had a 10 that wanted to date you. Okay. But you're holding out for a 17. 
It's like the ocean's already there. You can already do stuff with aliens. Yeah. Why are you hoping against hope that they're going to find other aliens that are going to be harder to get to? And what are you going to do with them? Oh boy, space how, did, how did he do this? <laughs> Earth equivalent, it would be the desert. It would be Joshua Tree for sure. Except there wouldn't be a tree because nothing can live up there. But, oh, I can't wait to get up there and find out what's up there. I am so fascinated. You know what it reminds me of, too? What? It's like it's easy to be into space because you never have to do anything. Yeah. Like once they find all those aliens, I'm going to be a spaceman and I'm going to be an astronaut and I'm going to fight the space in my X-wing fighter. Yeah, because you never have to do but if I go, oh, you got to go figure out what dolphin nicknames are given each other. What dolphin, what dolphin, <laughs> what nicknames dolphins are given each other. Yeah. You don't got time for that because mm. you, you don't respect the ocean. Howard also uh, has lots of famous friends. He hangs out in famous circles. He's friends with Giancarlo Cherzich, who is Jillian Michaels' business partner and who appeared on the most recent episode of Who Charted. Uh, also, after sitting at a hotel bar next to someone who turned out to be Dov Charney, who created the company American Apparel, Howard edited the first ad copy for American Apparel, which Dov Charney gave him free clothes for a year for doing that. These kind of stories aren't out of the ordinary for Howard Kramer. Randomly, every few episodes, he'll throw something out there that he went to Hawaii with Brooks Whelan or, you know, equal, something equally outlandish with someone equally world famous. He's also into sports, which seems almost out of character given his love of summer and comedy. They don't always go hand in hand with sports, uh, but he always gives us updates on his family's fantasy football league or how his favorite wrestler, Conor McGregor, is doing. But don't worry, he doesn't lay it on too strong. He knows a lot of the people who listen aren't huge sports fans and are just there for the laughs. Kulap Vilaisak was actually born here in Washington, D.C. to Laotian refugees who got here from a Thai refugee camp. She grew up in Minnesota, and she's been a comedian at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles and uh, trained at Second City in Los Angeles as well. She was the inspiration for Catharsis, which is a DC comic superhero, and she's a filmmaker. She's raking a documentary called Origin Story about her life and origin story. Unlike the character based off of her life story, Kulap doesn't know a lot about her parents and her ancestry, and apparently there's a lot that she found out in the filming of this movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it when it finally comes out. On Who Charted, Kulap runs the show. She keeps Howard focused, and she keeps the guest engaged with the show's format. She doesn't talk as much as Howard does on the show. While he's a setup-and-punchline comedian who's almost doing stand-up comedy off the cuff on the show, Kulap is more of a host, keeping the structure intact, introducing segments and guests, and framing Howard's absurd thoughts and non-sequiturs into something that we listeners can understand. Without her on the show, uh, Howard can go off the rails pretty quickly. Depending on who fills in for her when she's not on the show, it can be varying levels of hard to understand what Howard's bringing to the table. And Kulap really helps frame that stuff into uh, actual comedy. She fits the archetype of a straight man in comedy. She also gets guests on the show, like Kether Donahue, to share some really cool stories. 
Have you ever participated in a bit or a joke that went on way too oh long? Oh my god, yes. Oh, well, good. Actually, so many years ago, I'm living in New York and I'm not getting like, I'm just... So, at this time in life, like, every audition I had was, like, you know, the world. Like, a, a chance to make money and do what I want to do. So, anyway, I had an audition for Royal Pains, you know, because at this time, I was getting, like, two auditions a year. <laughs> like, you got to make them count. <laughs> so, I get this audition for Royal Pains. I get a call back. And, like, that's, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, things might be turning around here. Yeah. Like, my life depends on this callback. My boyfriend at the time calls, and I don't answer because I'm getting my hair blown out. He calls again. I'm like, why is this guy calling me again? So I answer. He's like, there's a fire in our apartment. There's a fire. He's like, quickly, quickly, what do you want me to retrieve from the apartment? So I'm like, um, so I'm thinking, like, I, my hard draw. And then I remember I have this callback the next day. And I like to wear the same outfit on my callback <laughs> as, as I wear to the original audition. Sure, sure. Because I just feel like it's it the same mojo. It's the same magic. It increases your chances of booking the job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at this time, I really need the job. So, like, in all seriousness, I'm like, okay, quick. This is very important. Go into the closet. Get my beige push-up bra, the black and white flowy skirt, the black pumps, and, the, like, I tell him the outfit. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I'm getting my password and my social security card. You want your black pumps? I'm like, I'm like, my life depends on that. I'm like, if the house goes up in flames, like, this is all we have in life. Like, this callback. So he does it. So that's great. I go to the callback. The producers comment on my outfit. Ah. So I tell them the story. They love the story. I book the part. Okay. So, hey, so I go, the next audition I'm on, I pretend my house just went in flames. Oh so literally God. for a, like a year, every audition I went and I'd be like, oh God, guys, like my apartment just went in flames, but I've rescued this outfit. And I was booking left and right. Like wow. my whole world was turning around. Then I had an audition for Gossip Girl, oh. and I I go in, tell the story. And at this point, it's routine. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell the story. I'll book the part, shoot next week. <laughs> I tell the story, and the room is silent. Like, like, maybe a little chuckle here and there. And then my manager calls me the next day. He's like, it looks like something backfired. And I'm uh, like, what do you mean? Backfired. So he's like, apparently, he's like, People talk, Heather. He's like, apparently you've been telling this story at auditions for like a year now. And um, the producer just thought it was like a waste of time. Like people were waiting in the waiting room. Um, and you're and the scenery. So I was you. blacklisted <gasps> from ever auditioning for Gossip Girl. Wow. Because of this story. Oof. You moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, and you so I started. Out. So then I moved, and I and my real name is not Kether Donahue. <laughs> I'm in the witness protection program. Kulap really is the glue that holds the show together. Kulap also has famous friends, like Howard does. She's married to Scott Ackerman, who's coming into more and more prominence in comedy with his TV show and hosting his podcast, Comedy Bang Bang. She also hosts. Uh, big Hollywood parties at her house with guests like Weird Al, 
Whitney Cummings, and Adam Scott. It's always interesting to hear stories from Kulop and Howard about the people that they run into, who you might have read about in tabloids or, or maybe heard their music like Weird Al. Now, Brett, Brett Morris, is the head engineer at Earwolf Studios, and he doesn't engineer on every episode of Who Charted, but when he does, the show feels more complete. He sort of acts as a third host on the show. He's friends with Howard and Kulop, and him being there changes the dynamic of the show a little bit. It, it, it just gives Howard and Kulop somebody else to bounce off of. Through different podcasts, engineers vary in involvement. Some don't show up in the podcasts at all, so you wouldn't even know that they were there, uh, except for the fact that the show sounds good. Other engineers end up so integral to the show that they're permanent co-hosts, like, for example, uh, Matt Belknap on Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny podcast, one of the oldest and most uh, excellent podcasts. Uh, Matt originally was going to be a producer or an engineer on that only, uh, but Jimmy started talking to him, and now he is a host. It seems like Brett's followed sort of a similar route here. I don't know when he started becoming involved in the show, but when he is on, he's so involved he is actually shouted out in the theme song. Although, that's not too surprising, since he made the theme song. Coming in at number three, Kevin Gates featuring August Alcina with I Don't Get Tired. Pretty good. Yeah, sounds taste. Hey, um, what do you got? <clears throat> I wish I felt that way. What? I know. I, 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 I was like, I love this song, but I really do get tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. I get <laughs> right now. I'm kind of tired. tired. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I got one job. I get <laughs> I don't tired. <laughs> I'm in the shower. I get tired. Eleven <laughs> thirty. Don't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's really integral to the show. Since the music is such a big part of it, and a big part of Howard's uh, comedy, you know, output, Brett kind of becomes as important as Howard and Kulop. The theme songs that Howard and Brett write and record make the show structure, and they're also really catchy. It's a lot of fun to listen to a theme song that's, you know, it sounds really good. A lot of the theme songs you hear on podcasts are... Uh, messy in the way they were recorded. There may be old, you know, recordings of something, but this, that's not the case with this. Brett is a producer and he clearly has a lot of pride in the work that he puts out. On top of the normal segment intro songs, Howard and Brett make little theme songs for various segments that come up organically on the show. They've made songs for segments like Check Out China, How to Act, there's a, a, very common theme song for times when they've gotten some gifts. And this one, uh, you'll hear comedian Stephanie Allen right after the theme song. Should we play a game with Stephanie? We should. Hey, Stephanie? Yes? My favorite movie is Jaws. I think it's the best movie of all time, and I've proven it time and time again with this game, which is called Jaws is Better. There you go. Thank you, Cody. Hey, let's play the game Jaws is Better. Okay. Okay. This is how how you play the game. I'll ask you what your favorite movie is, and then you tell me. And then if you want to win the game, you got to say the name of the game. Oh, jeez. Okay. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh! <laughs> haven't seen it. This is going to be tough. 
I know that that who wrote it. Who wrote the play? Um. Oh my What's God. What's his name? Albie. Who? Edward Albie. Edward Albie. Ask me who wrote Jaws. Who wrote Jaws? Peter Benchley. Easy to remember, faster. I've got the advantage. <laughs> All right. Who were the actors in it? In his favorite Virginia Woolf? Yeah. Um, Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor, Ooh. George Siegel. Siegel's good. What? Siegel's good. You're not going to say Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor? That's a little overblown. What? It's a little <laughs> overblown. Siegel to me is like a is your is your Dreyfus. Okay. He's like your neurotic guy. He fits in nicely. Burton is your Jaws. No, Burton is your Quint. Okay. British guy, drunk. <laughs> right. Okay. So we taking care of those two. Who who do you have? Elizabeth left? Taylor. We have the shark. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor beats shark. How? She, I I mean she is she gains. She gained 60 pounds for the movie. Okay. She's like a drunk mess. Yeah. And she eats a chicken like wing okay, right Jaws out. eats humans. <laughs> okay. Which is more impressive? I mean, is there a famous still of Jesus? Oh no. Oh no. I could lose because of my throat. Is there a famous still of Elizabeth like Taylor <laughs> eating that sandwich? It's not a sandwich. It's like a chicken bone. Oh, a chicken it's bone. Like, it's like, um, it's... Stephanie's an athlete. I got to go hard. I got to go hard. I got to come at her. Well, it's also Mike Nichols' um, first movie. I'm more of a May guy. I'm more of an Elaine May guy. Sorry. <laughs> hey, what's the name of this game? Is it better than Jaws? Jaws. Jaws or... Better. Jaws is. Jaws is better. You win, congratulations. <laughs> Yay, Stephanie. Jaws Thank you better. very much for playing. <laughs> the guests on Who Charted are phenomenal. My favorite part of the show is Howard and Kulop and their friendship and their dynamic, but the majority of the show is the conversations that they have with their guests, who are usually really, really great. They are usually Los Angeles based alternative stand up and improv comedians. Uh, along with people from all over the country who end up in Los Angeles for one reason or another, anybody who has projects coming out. Frequent guests are Howard's friends, uh, Brody Stevens, who's a legendary warm-up and crowd work comedian from Los Angeles, Natasha Leggero from uh, uh, a TV show on Comedy Central this year called Another Period, Kulop's friends with comedians Casey Wilson, Ken Marino, and a whole host of other really great comedians from the improv scene in Los Angeles. You've also heard improv masters Stephanie Allen, who we just heard, Lauren Lapkus, and Matt Besser on the show before, Saturday Night Live alums Noah Wells and Brooks Whelan. The list goes on and on. There are tons of great guests on Who Charted. Almost every week, the guest is uh, really exciting to listen to. The guests on Who Charted always have an interesting relationship with how they communicate with Howard. Kulap can get along with everybody, it seems, and so they're always fast friends with her. Howard, sometimes they reinforce his bizarre uh, and, and interesting opinions about the world. Sometimes they'll contradict him, but it's almost always with love. Here's guest Hayes Davenport talking with Howard about some of Howard's unpopular opinions about Michael Jackson. I don't like Michael Jackson as much as a normal person. Okay. I will tell you that. All right. I think Beat It sucks. 
Oh boy. I think Billy Jean. Be it's violent, too violent for you. Bad message. But I mean, does that sound like violence to you? That doesn't sound like when I watched, like, you know, Conor McGregor kicking someone in a cage fight. Well, I agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Eddie Van Halen plays a solo, though. But it's his wussest work ever. <laughs> <laughs> Looby dooby doo, looby doo. Ow! Looby doo. <laughs> Never. His wussest work it ever. Is. It is. He didn't yeah. write that. Like. What that's else? True. You said you were gonna say what Billie about, Jean. Yeah. yeah. Please what continue. About Jean? Does that sound like, like when you watch Maury and they do a paternity test? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever hear anyone that has that kind of a tone? It's like a. Oh, so thankful I'm not the father. Like, it, it, yeah. none of it matches the music. You like your music real, true to the, the, the scenario that's being but described. But also, that <laughs> right. song is before Maury. Mm-hmm. Certainly Beat It was before Connor. But I'm saying that's why rap, that's why rap needed to come along because it was to bring realism to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's just, that's not the sound of a guy who who's getting to not have to pay 18 years of child support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what was the other big one on there? On where? <laughs> I forgot Hayes doesn't know any music. <laughs> I don't know this is my lack of knowledge of music. I think it's more like what is the... I, I will take the blame. I'm talking about Thriller, which is one of the thriller. biggest albums oh, yes, ever. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay yeah, so sure. talk about you're, Thriller. Oh, so thriller the, song is the, thriller. the song you're missing is Thriller. No, I talked about Thriller, didn't I? Nope. No. Oh, yeah, good call. There we go. What about Thriller? It's the middle one. He's he's helping me make sense of my life. <laughs> um, but I was about Thriller. Is that, is that uh, good? Thriller. That doesn't sound like Halloween either. It's not the beginning is like nothing but squeaky doors, but and ghost noises. I mean, Star's a master want? of that too. That's SFX. That's just SFX sound effects. But once you get into it, it's like I'm not scared. Am I being chased by a ghoul with an axe? It sounds like a bad uh, halftime show. So that's what he should be. He should be singing about in your mind. It's like yeah, doing the halftime, halftime show. We're wearing jackets with shoulder pants. Go get a hot dog from the what do they call those things? The boosters. Go buy a cupcake from the boosters. Oh, High school football game. Oh, that's what it's a halftime show. I'm telling you. Oh, I was thinking Super Bowl. I was Believe thinking... me, I think we all were. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, it's so bad it sounds like high school. <laughs> With the horns yeah. echoing off all the cars parked in the lot. Thanks for listening to the podcast preview. Our theme music is by Jesse Gilsinger. Want to talk about podcasts? Is there a show you think I should recommend? You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter at Podcast Preview, or email me at thepodcastpreview at gmail.com. If you want to listen to Who Charted, you can find that at earwolf.com. I'm Aaron Prince Staley. Thanks for listening.